Hey there, welcome to the Favorite Church Podcast. We are a church for imperfect people who want to know God and make Him famous. In this episode, we'll be hearing from our senior pastor, James Aiden. Hey, happy Mother's Day to everyone. I hope you enjoyed uh, our news and that beautiful tribute to all the moms. And so we just really want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. To my mama who's watching uh, in Australia, happy Mother's Day. I wish we could be with you, but obviously it's coronavirus. Uh, but uh, you're an amazing woman. I think you got a picture. Do you have a picture to show of me and my mama? It's somewhere. And there she is. Isn't she beautiful? That's, that's me, uh, my mom. And that's me. I don't want to make a big deal about it, but uh, I have grown into myself. Uh, <laughs> And so happy Mother's Day, Mom. I, I'm not here without you. And uh, so really love you and praying for you. Hope you have a great day in Australia. And as well, happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife, who is right here. And, uh, and there, there, I tried to get a similar photo, uh, but she, beautiful. Look, that's my son, Aslan, in the middle of church. Remember when kids were allowed outside? <laughs> wild. Uh, and so happy Mother's Day. We love you. Thank you for being the mom in this house. And uh, thank you for mothering my children. Uh, without you, I don't have kids. And so thank you for the, the part you played. <laughs> hey, we both, we both played parts. Yeah, I was there. And uh, so it's great to have you here. And as well, uh, I just want to really uh, be really honest with you and just share uh, just how sarcastic I was in that face shield ad that we had. But it really is a great face shield, so go out and get one, and uh, it's going to be good. Hey, listen, we're in the middle of our, mother, of our supernatural series on Mother's Day, and I thought, uh, how good it would be to actually preach the message that I'm going to preach on Mother's Day as we honor our mothers. You know, in the last couple of weeks, in the first week, we talked about what is the supernatural that the supernatural uh, really, there's two realms in the world. There's a physical realm and a spiritual realm. And the supernatural is when the spiritual realm collides with the physical realm. Jesus is really the very definition of the supernatural because he is a spiritual God colliding with the physical human earth, thus creating the supernatural. And in the first week, we talked about how to live a supernatural life and that it may look messy, and it even may look weird, but that doesn't mean you have to be weird. The supernatural may look weird because it might be out of the comfort zone of what people are used to, but it doesn't mean that you have to be weird. In fact, if you read the scriptures where we should be getting our inspiration from, we see that the supernatural actually attracted people. It attracted crowds of thousands to Jesus. It attracted crowds to the early church apostles and the disciples. And so the supernatural, even though it may look weird or messy, you don't have to be weird, and it's actually attractive. Last week, we talked about divine healing, and I am just so blessed that we've had so many testimonies in the last seven days of people. I just read one this morning of someone who's overseas in America uh, that was watching the service, laid hands on their heads, felt God, the power of God come through them, and they were healed, and they went to the doctor, got a CT scan, everything is clear, and we've heard many different miracles that happen on the spot, that happened a few days later as they rewatched 
watched it. And, and we just believe that God heals people, that healing are not just for the special holy ones, but they're for all Christians. And ultimately, though, just like the first week, the point of the healing, even though God loves you, even though he's kind and compassionate, the point of healing is this, is that it's got to point back to Jesus. The supernatural, we talked in the first week, it has to point back to Jesus. Healing, the point of a healing is to point back to Jesus. This is a testimony. My God is a healer. He is alive. He is real. The healing will eventually fade. None of us can escape death. So the healing gives us this incredible testimony of the reality of who Jesus is. And, and I don't know if you've picked it up, but there's a theme developing, and the theme is this. Everything points back to Jesus. The reason why people get weirded out when we talk about the supernatural or we experience the supernatural is when people make it everything except Jesus. When we begin to chase the gifts more than the gift giver, when we chase the manifestations more than the one who is manifesting. And so today I want to continue this series and I want to do it on Mother's Day. And I want to talk about a subject that I believe mothers just seem to do almost better than anyone else. Grandmas seem to do better than anyone else. Today, I want to talk about supernatural prayer. I know that I would not be here un un unless it was for the prayer of my mother. And I know many of you here, you know, I, my older sisters, I got two older sisters. They're both serving the Lord. One pastor is a church uh, based around the world. The other one is a missionary in Japan. And, uh, and I'm doing what I'm doing here in the Philippines. And we're all over the world, and a lot of people always ask, you know, my parents, how did you raise three kids that love Jesus, that are serving God? In particular, your, your youngest son, he's, he's so good looking, and, and, uh, and he loves the Lord, and just doing great. How did, how did you raise? And, and a lot of people, they always want this, this like quick fix from my parents. They, they want to get, especially now that, you know, I, you know, we're pastoring a church. My older sister pastors a large church. People, they, they want to get, what they want is they want the shortcut. They're like, hey, so what did you do? Can you tell me the three things that you did uh, to make James as amazing as he is, to make Jemima as great, to make Christina just amazing, my, my two ates, right? Tell us what you did. Give us the keys. And you know what my mom in particular always says? My mom says we fasted and we prayed. And let me tell you, if you knew me and my older, particularly my older sisters, <laughs> if you knew us when we were younger, I'm telling you, it is but by the grace of God that we are all loving Jesus and serving Jesus in each of the capacities that we do. And I tell you why. It was the supernatural prayers of a mother. And my dad as well. He was involved too. He was involved a little bit, my dad. But it's the supernatural prayers of my mother. My grandmother today is in her 90s and she still prays. She's watching this right now. I love you, Granny. And she still prays for me every day. So what better sermon to preach on a Mother's Day than to talk about supernatural prayer. Whenever it comes to prayer, this is another blatant reflection of the supernatural. When a spiritual God comes and intervenes in a physical situation, answered prayer is a display of the supernatural. It's the breakthrough of heaven coming and colliding with the physical realm. And so I want to just share a couple of thoughts with you today, because I believe that prayer is something that unlocks the supernatural and it brings heaven to earth. So here's my first thought today, and it's this. Supernatural prayer brings breakthrough. 
impossible situations require supernatural prayer. And this is not just that little prayer that you got taught to pray when you're a child. Dear God, I love you. Thank you for looking after me. Amen. When we need breakthroughs, when we have impossible situations, we need faith-filled supernatural prayers, prayers of faith. When we've got sickness and disease staring us in the face, we need supernatural prayers. When we have finance issues, we need supernatural prayers. When there's relationships, when there's addictions that we are desperate to break, we need the power of supernatural prayer. James in his book in the New Testament shares us a great example of an Old Testament prophet. In his fifth chapter, he writes this in verse 13. It says, is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. He goes down in verse 16 and he says this, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. James encourages us here by giving us a solution to our troubles. What's the solution? To pray, to seek God and to pray. And he uses the example of Elijah, says, hey, he was a human like you and me. He bled. He put on his pants one leg at a time like you and me. He's a human, but he prayed. And he prayed to God, and God sent a drought on the land. Three and a half years later, you pray, God let the rains pour out. I want to tell you today that whatever trouble you're facing, whatever situation you're coming against, if it's a wall, if it's a giant, if it's a valley, whatever it is, your breakthrough is on the other side of your supernatural prayer. If God can do it for Elijah, if God can come through like the word promises us and that it is powerful, it is effective, then your breakthrough is on the other side of your supernatural prayer. So don't stop praying. Don't give up. It's coming. You may feel like you're at the end of yourself, like you can't go on. God, where are you? It's in those moments that God seems to just show up. I've been in situations my whole life where I thought, man, how am I going to get out of this? And I can tell you, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I haven't been put in jail. I haven't been deported from the country. I haven't been bankrupt yet. God has come through. I remember, you know, I've told stories, many stories about uh, this, this studio that we're in. It's our, it's our church building, and uh, this is where we moved in just three years ago this month. In fact, in a couple of weeks, it will be our three-year anniversary since our very first service. And when we moved into this church, uh, we saw radical growth uh, God did incredible miracles, but if you've been around our church, you would have heard me tell the story many times about how basically uh, <clears throat> we didn't have any money when we moved into this church, and it is a miracle that we're standing here. Uh, God did so many miracles throughout that. One of the, probably the biggest one that he did was right at the end when we were making our final payment. We had to make a final payment for the fit out of this building. It was about 8.2 million uh, pesos, which is uh, about, how much is that in American? What is that? About 75, uh, uh, no, about 125, about 125,000 US dollars, I think. 
Uh, how many Dodge coins is that uh, you sell? <laughs> Just joking, joke long. <clears throat> uh, it's the future. And so uh, it was about 125,000, something like that dollars that we had to make uh, the, the final payment. About 8 million pesos, 8.2 million in fact. And, uh, and you know, there was someone in our church that, that gave a, a 5 million peso loan to our church, which was just amazing. But we still had to make a payment of 3.2 million pesos. And I had no idea where we were going to get that from. I had never, ever experienced so much stretching in my faith like I experienced that year. Every month, I didn't know how we were going to get the money to make our monthly payments, but God just came through time and time and time again. And so by the end of it, I was a little bit tired. I was just a little bit tired like, God, every month I feel like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? I pray, and I've never prayed so much in my life. I've never fasted. I got so skinny that year uh, from fasting and just seeking God uh, for a breakthrough. And I thought, man, God, we just need one more breakthrough. Please, we just need one more breakthrough. And I remember thinking, how are we going to do this? I have no idea. The payment was due on Tuesday. On Friday, Kate and I were talking to a friend of ours in Australia, and someone very close to us, and they said, hey, you know, we've just sold a bit of our business, and, you know, we want to send some money over to the church. And, and I just said, oh, thank you so much. You know, oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. And I didn't really think anything of it. Spent the whole weekend praying. I'm like, God, let an angel walk into the church on Sunday. Let them just drop money. Let it be Bitcoin, Lord, into the offering, whatever. I don't know. I'm just praying for anything, God. You know, let, a, let, let someone, come, a drug dealer, let them get saved, God, and bring all their finance. Right? I don't care where it comes from, God. I just, we just need a miracle, right? I'm desperate for a miracle. And so I'm praying, and, and nothing happens on Sunday, nothing. And the payments you on Tuesday. I'm like, Lord, how, how are we going to do this? On Monday, like I would do every Monday, I would log into our internet bank to, to see what the tides were uh, for over the weekend and count the tides up. And, and I didn't realize it, but the person that had called us on the Friday uh, gave some money into our church, and it was 3.2 million pesos, the exact amount that we needed to clear our debts and to pay off this, this building that then we began to grow even faster in the exact amount. Was it comfortable? Absolutely not. Did I have a pretty stressful weekend? Yes, I did. But you know what that experience did to me? It's built my faith to believe for the impossible. If God can put us in this building that cost about 25 million pesos, which is about 500,000 US dollars to fit out and to get and be able to afford paying here, then why can't God put us in a building that costs 5 million US dollars or 50 million US or something as we grow? into the future. I've got faith to believe. Why? Because of my supernatural prayer that I prayed, God answered. He came through and he showed me that there is nothing that is impossible for him. So does that mean that you just pray for everything that you want? God, I heard what pastor said and Lord, I'm hungry. I'm desperate. Give me that Ferrari, Lord, to just spread your gospel among the Ferrari owners of our city. And this is what it says in 1 John, one of my favorite verses. I preach on this a lot because it's important. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything, ready, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have 
asked of him. Mark eleven twenty four. this is what Jesus says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Remember, your supernatural breakthrough is not about your own selfishness. It's about glorifying God. If it's in line with his will, what you're praying for, then number one, it will glorify Jesus. And number two, it will happen. If you're praying in, in line with God's will, then it will glorify him. Remember, it will point back to him. And secondly, it will happen. Well, what prayer should I be praying? Get in his presence and let him begin to teach you and show you what prayers to pray. Show you what supernatural prayer. We need people to stand up full of faith, full of power, and to believe that God can do the same miracles he did in the Bible and showed us and do even greater ones today. Our nation needs a miracle. This whole planet needs a miracle. You need a miracle. So don't give up. Pray. Keep going. Supernatural breakthroughs on the other side of your supernatural prayer. Amen. It's one of the things that really grows us in our supernatural prayer. It's my second point, and it's this. Speaking in tongues ain't crazy. I love speaking in tongues. It is wonderful. It is amazing. It's crazy to me that some Christians think that speaking in tongues is weird or, or it, it shouldn't exist today, even though it's really clearly stated in the Bible. Uh, but some Christians think that it's just weird. I don't know. It's just weird. And it, what blows my mind is that these same Christians believe that God flooded the whole earth, killing everybody on this planet except for one family uh, with the patriarch called Noah. And then, uh, and then as well, a little boy who was a teenager uh, got a, a stone and killed a 10-foot-tall man who has six fingers and six toes. And then there was a, a guy born uh, uh, to a woman who had never had uh, sex before, and, uh, and she became pregnant, and he was born in a stable, and he lived a sinless life, never did anything wrong, walked on water, uh, died on a cross, and then bang, three days later, rose again, and then ascended into heaven. And you think tongues is weird? It's not. It's just in line with the rest of the word. It takes faith to believe in it. It does. Now, this is a supernatural element of our relationship with our God that we should all, every believer, be chasing after. This week in Connect Groups, how many of y'all enjoyed being in Connect Groups this week? I hope you did because we're talking, I talked about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we can see through scripture that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence. It's not the only one, but it's the initial evidence that we see in scripture and inferred in scripture of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing. I don't have time to go into in-depth teaching of speaking in tongues. I've been preaching on this ever since the church began. And so this isn't the time or place, but I just want to go over really quickly so that you understand just the overview of tongues and then delve into a, a certain aspect of it that will help us grow our supernatural life. There, there's four types of speaking in tongues. There's two that are, are reserved for public and two that are reserved for private. The two public ones, the first one is this, is that speaking in tongues is a sign for the unbelievers. All you got to do is read Acts chapter 2. When they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and they burst out onto the road, they began to speak in tongues. And what happened? Other languages. It was a sign to the unbelievers. They all came running, realized that God was 
was doing something, and 3,000 got saved that day. Uh, the second public demonstration is this, is that tongues is given for interpretation. This is where you stand up in a church, in a meeting with people, and God delivers a message to someone in tongues, but then somebody else has to be there and interpret it. This is a spiritual gift, which we'll be preaching on next week. Both these public demonstrations of tongues are God speaking to us and through us. There's another couple of demonstrations of tongues, and these are the private demonstrations. This is what I want to spend a little bit more time on today. This is us speaking to God in tongues. Uh, The first type is this. It's for personal prayer. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Then what should I do? I will pray in the spirit, and I also will pray in the words I understand. I will sing in the spirit, and I will also sing in words that I understand. Here in this passage, Paul is identifying that tongues is a prayer language. Just like your words of understanding are a language, so is praying in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but who? But to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. This obviously is different from the public demonstration of speaking in tongues to the church and having an interpretation. So Paul's saying there is this private personal language that we speak to God. It's our spirit directly communicating with God. I don't know how much more supernatural you can get. Our spirits directly communicating. This is your physical colliding with spiritual realm of heaven. And this is what I do all the time. I love this. In my personal walk with God, I speak in tongues. Paul says you should all speak in tongues. I do it. Sometimes I do it on stage. It's not the public gift. It's the private. It just so happens there's a microphone in front of me. I'm not trying to deliver a word of tongues to anyone, but it's my own private prayer as I speak in tongues. It's my personal prayer life, and there's so many great things that happen as I do it. In Jude, he says this in, in verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Other translations describe it as edifying yourself. When you speak in tongues, and if you do this, you know what I'm talking about, you just seem to build yourself up. You get built up. Edification comes inside of you as you speak in tongues. How does this happen? I don't know. It just happens. The Bible says it happens, and I have encountered it, and I have experienced it. There's something amazing when I begin to connect my spirit directly from me straight to God as I begin to pray. The second use of our private tongues, and I love this, is prayer for intercession. Romans 8, 26, Paul writes this, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning, groanings too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. God. Have you ever prayed and you don't know what to pray for? Have you ever had a moment where you're, you're stirred to pray and you're like, I don't, what, what do I, 
What should I begin to pray for? This is where we can begin to involve ourselves in intercession and begin to pray for things that our human mind may not even understand, but God is leading us in our spirit to begin to pray for. This is where we can encounter the supernatural because God can do anything in this moment. My mother would tell me that God would wake her up in the middle of the night when one of us kids was out doing something stupid and she wouldn't know what we were doing, but she would begin to intercede for us and pray in tongues as the Spirit of God began to lead her. I love what Joseph Prince says. He says that you cannot pray in tongues selfishly. If you pray what you can understand, you will always fight selfishness. If I pray in my native tongue, I'll always have to fight against selfishness as I pray. But if I speak in tongues, I'm speaking a heavenly language. I don't even know what I'm saying to God. How can it be selfish? I am praying the will of God because I'm speaking a heavenly language. You can't be selfish as you speak in tongues. And as we've learned already today, that if you pray according to his will, then it's going to happen. I want to challenge you today. If you don't speak in tongues, I'm going to pray at the end of this service that God would fill you, baptize you in the Holy Spirit, and you begin to speak in tongues. I want to encourage those that do it, but just a little. Quantilang. I want to encourage you. Begin to treat tongues, a heavenly language, like it's described, the language. Begin to grow in it. Some of you are like, but it sounds weird. James, it, sound, it just sounds, it sounds weird. And sometimes the devil will come and go, oh, don't do that. It sounds weird. You sound foolish. And you know what my answer is to that? You're correct. It does sound weird. It does. But when I go to a new country and they're speaking a new language, guess what? It sounds weird to me because I don't know the language. I've been to places. Pardon me? I don't understand what it sounded weird to me. Just like when people hear me, I sound weird. When I talk in Australian, g'day, mate, how you going? Jesus, it's hot. It's a hot day today. I stone the crowds. Right? All the Filipinos watching now are like, that sounds weird. It does. Because it's a new language. You've never heard it before, and that's what speaking in tongues is. It's a new language. Don't be, don't be scared by it. But the Holy Spirit, man, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, some people freak out about it. They're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to lose control of myself. They think because we refer to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost, that a ghost comes into your body. Right? And, and they feel like a Holy Ghost takes over. It's not what it is at all. The Holy Spirit comes upon you and he'll begin to give you phrases and, and they'll begin to bubble up and you'll begin to speak these phrases. They're new phrases. But can, can I tell you, such an important part of speaking in tongues is having faith. It takes faith to actually believe that what's coming up is a heavenly language and you have to speak it out. I was talking to a friend of mine recently about speaking in tongues, and, and they've never done it before. And I said, have you ever been in meetings where you're talking? He's a businessman. I go, you're, you're talking in meetings, and you just go, God, I really need your help right now. Help me. Speak to me, Lord. And all of a sudden, you begin to say things that are coming out of your mouth, and in your head, you're wondering, where is this coming from? Come on. Have you ever had meetings? My, that's basically been like 80% of my leadership journey has been... <laughs> Me sitting there going, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is fantastic. Where did this come from? 
what's happening? It's God speaking to your spirit and you coming out and saying it. And so it's the exact same thing. But now instead of speaking your mother tongue, you're speaking a heavenly tongue. So if God can speak to you in a meeting and you can walk out going, I, where did that come from? I can't believe I just said that. Well, then God can, can, can let this language rise up inside of you. And I want to tell you, when you get speaking in tongues, when you begin to grow in this, your supernatural encounters with God will go to a new level. Some of you will begin to pray. We'll pray, for, we'll pray now for longer, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You'll just speak in tongues and let the power of God come and impact you. I want to challenge you. Do it. Do it. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. My third and my last point is this, is that unified prayer releases the supernatural. Faith rises when you pray. I love how Paul describes being around others who believe. He says in Romans 12 verse 1 that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Uh, When I get around other people and I begin to pray, my faith rises. When I see the testimonies that have happened in the last seven days of people that have been healed, when I hear that, my faith begins to rise inside of me. And there's something powerful when two or three gather together and begin to pray, whether it's in a room or whether it's even online in Zoom. Something begins to happen and faith begins to rise up as we pray together. I've had a real burden for this within our church recently and a real burden for our nation that we need to pray together, not as favored church, but as the church in our nation. And I'm really blessed. You know, there's a, there's a group of pastors that I meet with uh, every month. We call ourselves the, the Ortigas uh, Pastors. And some of the most significant churches in the Philippines are actually represented there. And so uh, one of the guys that leads it, a man named Bishop uh, Chito Sanchez from River of God, he actually came, brought us all together and said, listen, we need to pray for our nation. And I thought this was a wonderful idea. And so uh, because unity is so much, unity is so important for the furthering of the kingdom of God in this nation. We're all coming together, and it's going to be on May, what date is it? It's going to be on May the 27th at 7 p.m. It's going to be on Zoom. We're going to be joining with other churches, with CCF, with GCF. Uh, everyone's, we, everyone's got short comes name with the F in it. Uh, uh, we're, with Victory, with River of God, with a whole bunch of other churches uh, in our nation. And we're going to be praying from 2 Chronicles 7.14, which is, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Let me tell you, our nation, and I know there's people from all over the world, and you can apply this to your own country because let me tell you, there's a lot of countries messed up right now. But in the Philippines, our nation needs healing. Our sins need forgiving, and our nation needs healing. And so I am so honored and proud that our church, favorite church, will be a part as we unite. It's, it's just on Zoom. You can do it. We're going to be letting our church know about it. Uh, but we're uniting together, and I think there's something powerful when churches come from different styles. All our churches that I just mentioned all have wildly different styles and different pastors, but we can unite around the gospel, around the power 
power of Jesus and his word and his promise to come and heal our nation. So we're praying. Why? Because unified prayer brings the supernatural. I really feel a burden for this in our church as well. Yes, unified with others, but for our church. A few weeks ago, probably a month ago now, we had a couple of weeks where in response to everything that was happening in our church, uh, in, in the nation of the, the, the rapidly increasing cases of COVID, the government snapping us back into lockdown instantly, money being cut off, mental health just skyrocketing again in a negative way, uh, people dying, all this kind of stuff. I said, okay, uh, Kate and I were talking, actually, I felt it on my heart, and Kate's the one that said it. Uh, she is the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life uh, often. And she just said to me, she was washing the dishes and she looked at me and she said, James, we really need to up the prayer in our church right now. And I said, I agree with you. And so we did a, a prayer meeting on Zoom. It just went for an hour and it was really good. Real great sense of the power of God, real unity within our church. And so we decided to do it again the next week. And it was really good. People, it was a really well-attended prayer meeting. And so God put on my heart, you know what, we need to up the prayer in our church. It's amazing. I've got a friend called Chad, and uh, Chad's a pastor, and he says, he always says this. It always stuck with me. He would always say to the church, he goes, how many of you think that prayer is important, right? And everyone would put up their hand, right? Right? How many of you all think would prayer is important? Put up your hand so I can, right? We'd all put up our hands, right? So how many of you, how many of you would say that prayer is almost the most important thing, right? We, we would all put up our hands, and he would say this, then how come the prayer meeting is always the least attended meeting in church? And it's kind of like a, oh, okay, I hear that. And so, you know, I've done prayer meetings all my life. and I've gone early morning, late night, middle of the day, all that kind of stuff. And so what we've decided to do is this, is that COVID, as much as I hate COVID, COVID has shown us that we can actually do things in our church now that we never thought we could do before. COVID has forced all of us of every age group online onto Zoom. We do youth on Zoom. Last night, Kate and I got on with all our seniors graduating from high school for their youth. They're all on Zoom. And so we got on for a few moments. It was really fun. And, and so we can do things on Zoom. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to implement a prayer meeting, a weekly prayer meeting in our church that everybody that is watching right now can come to because we're doing it on Zoom. We're calling it Wednesday morning prayers. It's easy to remember. Wednesday morning prayers. What's it called? Wednesday morning prayer. What day is it? Wednesday. What time is it? In the morning. What are we doing? We're praying. That's why we called it Wednesday morning prayers. Some people are like, we need a really cool name, like Seek the Lord or On My Knees. I said, no, let's just call it what it is, right? It's, we're praying. It's on a Wednesday, and we're going to do it in the morning. And so 7 a.m. this Wednesday, we're starting this. 7 a.m., we're going to put the Zoom link uh, on, on social media. It's going to be everywhere so that you can see it. And we're going to do this every week. It's going to run for 30 minutes tight. We're going to start at 7 we're going to at Filipino time at 7.30. If you're watching from around the world, you can join in with us too. You can do this as you're getting ready for work or getting ready for school. You can just have it there. As you're brushing your teeth, you can be, right? Some of you never spoke in tongues before. Just pray as you brush your teeth. It might happen. 
uh, right? And you can have Zoom right there. You don't have to have your video on. You can do it for me on Wednesday morning around that time. I'll be driving uh, to the gym uh, because it's what I do uh, every morning. So I'll be praying in the car as I drive, looking at the road, uh, but I'll be praying there, uh, doing it. Other people will be in a jeepney going to work in a car on the train. Uh, some of you will wake up at 7 a.m. And, and, and pray in your bed with your eyes closed and then go back to sleep at 7.30 a.m. That's, that's totally fine. We're trying to make it as easy and as, as accessible for everyone to be a part of. Why, 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 why? Because we need supernatural breakthroughs in our church. We've got people addicted to substances that, that just can't seem to break away from it, addicted to pornography or to alcohol or to drugs. We've got kids who have gone away from God. We've got people in financial crisis. As a church, we're believing that God's going to give us a bigger venue for ourselves to own one day. We, we need to feed our community. We, our nation, we, right, we, we've got all these needs, all these troubles, all these things that are around us. And so what is our response? Don't get on Facebook and just complain about everything. Get on your knees and pray. And as a church, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for individual requests. We're going to pray for church-wide requests. We're going to do this every single week. And I am praying, listen to me, I want to challenge you that if you are at home and you put up your hand, yes, prayer, prayer is the most important thing. I want to challenge you. If you can watch a service of church or if you can attend a service, you can come to a prayer meeting on Zoom at Wednesday, 7 a.m. for prayer. Wednesday morning prayers. Why? We need it. Because maybe, maybe that breakthrough, that healing from that addiction is on the other side of that prayer meeting. Maybe that prodigal child might just run back through the door after that prayer meeting. Maybe we might actually see public servants serving the public without corruption and without greed after that prayer meeting. Maybe we might just see the kingdom of God begin to go further as we see workmates and friends and people that we've been witnessing to respond and come to Jesus. Maybe we might see that cancer healed on the other side of that prayer meeting, that broken bone healed, that mental illness healed. Maybe it just might happen, but you'll never know unless you actually try. A supernatural life. You want to live a supernatural life? I sure do. You want to see miracles and healings. You want to operate in the prophetic and get words of knowledge. You just want to see breakthroughs in finances that are, that are obviously supernatural. I do. So what's it going to take? It's going to take a supernatural prayer life. That's what it's going to take. You want your kids to grow up loving Jesus, serving God, being in his house, marrying the right people. You know what it's going to take? A supernatural prayer life. There's some great books. There's some great keys on parenting. But your prayer life is going to do more for your children than any book that you're ever going to read. I'm living proof of that. I don't think my parents read one parenting book. No, I think they did. That was really mean. I, I think they did. I don't, I don't know. But geez, they prayed for me, and I'm so glad that they prayed for me. Happy Mother's Day again. I love you, Mom. Supernatural prayer. Your breakthroughs on the 
the other side of your supernatural prayer. Growing in the supernatural as you begin to speak in tongues and begin to up the, the, the awareness of the presence of God in your life and unifying together as a, as a church family and community and as a nation. We can see God do incredible miracles. You know, there's many of you that are watching that maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You know that there have been people praying for you through this whole service for people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe a friend invited you today. Maybe you just stumbled on our, our YouTube page or Facebook and you're watching this right now. Maybe you kind of don't really understand this whole church thing. You've heard about religion. You've heard about God. You know, God loves us so much. John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Jesus came down to earth. He lived a sinless life. And he bore the weight of our sin. The things that we've done that are outside of how God would want us to live. He bore them upon himself. He took them upon himself. And he died on the cross. Some people think that God is angry. That he's an angry God. And that he was going to kill us all. But his son stepped in the way and he saved us. And so God took all his anger out on his son. The verse, I want to say it again. It didn't say for God so hated the world that he sent his son to take our place. It said, for God so loved the world. Because of man's choice, because of man's decision all the way back in the Garden of Eden, we've all been set on this road to a life separate from God. But because he loved us so much, he sent his son Jesus to teach us, to make an example of what it means to be a follower of God, to love, to care, to see healings and supernatural miracles. And he even dying on the cross and rising supernaturally, resurrecting from the grave. That was his way of showing us that he loved us. He took our sins upon himself. And all we have to do is come to him and acknowledge it. Acknowledge what he did for us. Ask him to forgive him of our sins. Maybe you're watching, you've never done this before. Maybe you did this a long, long, long time ago, but you know you've walked away. I want to pray for you. If that's you, you're saying, James, that's me. I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. And we're going to pray a prayer. It's reflecting what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 10. He said that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And so I want you to repeat these words with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come to you right now and I ask you to forgive my sin. I believe that you died and you took my sin upon yourself. But you defeated death and you rose victorious. So right now I ask, please come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. In your wonderful name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to congratulate you right now. If that's you that prayed that prayer, please let us know. Text that number that's on your screen. Scan the QR code. Go to that website if you're outside of the Philippines. Please let us know that you made that decision. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make, but it's the journey of being a Christ follower is not meant to be done alone. It's meant to be done in family. So please let us know. Hey, just for one last moment, I want us all to stand. If you're here, you can stand, sit at home, whatever you want to do. I just want to pray. I want to pray for a moment. I want to pray for those that have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, there's no rule in the Bible that says that God can't do it right where you are right now over Zoom. 
Maybe you've never spoken in tongues before. Maybe this might be the first time as God comes and pours his power out on you to do it right where you are. Maybe you're believing for a breakthrough, a miracle, a healing. You got sickness still in your body. We can pray right now. But all these things happen when they happen on the other side of your supernatural prayer. So right now, wherever you are, come on. If you're in the room, let's begin to pray. Let faith rise up in this room right now. God, right now, I thank you for every person that's watching. Lord, we pray whatever they're going through. God, those that are sick in their body, let them be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Those that need a breakthrough in their finance, God, do a miraculous work right now in their life, God. Those that are struggling with addictions, we pray break it now in the name of Jesus. Supernaturally, break the addiction of drugs. Break the addiction of alcohol, God. Lord, let children that are away from their families, children that are away from God, let them come back. Let the prodigals return. Let relationships be mended and made whole. God, I pray for those that have never been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, baptized and speaking in tongues right now by the power of Jesus. I pray, let the Holy Spirit fall on them, fall on them in their room, in their lounge room, in their bedroom, in, in their workplace, in the car, wherever they're watching from right now. Let the power of God come and let it fall right now. Come on, if you've never done it before, just begin to open your mouth, begin to open, begin to speak out what God will begin to put inside your spirit. Oh, fill him with your power. Fill him with your spirit. Fill him. Let the Holy Ghost come and fill houses where there is fear. We cast out that fear and let the peace and the spirit of Christ come and rest on every house. Rest on every family right now, Jesus. Oh, let's sing, let's worship. Come on, begin to worship. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the power of God, the supernatural. Oh, oh, how I wish we could be in a room together right now. Oh, how I wish I could come and lay hands on you and pray that you could be in this environment, in this atmosphere right now where the, the presence of God is thick. There's a tangible 
manifestation of his presence. Oh, how I wish you could be here. But even though you may not be, I believe that the power of God is so great that he can come right through this camera into your home. And the next time we meet together, we will worship, we will pray. But until that moment, I'm pleading with you, seek God where you are. Seek him. Desperately hunger after him. When I look through the Gospels, I see every hungry person that chased after Jesus. He responded to them and he met them. He healed them. He cast demons out. He healed their daughters. He healed their households. Jesus didn't even show up for the centurion, the Roman centurion, and yet still he was healed somewhere else. Why? Because there was a hunger displayed in people. I want to encourage you, hunger after God. Like you would hunger after your mama's synagogue. Hunger after the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for listening in. At Favor Church, we're a family, and we believe that the Christian journey should not be done alone. If something really spoke to you from the message, we would love to connect with you to talk it over. Or if you prayed the salvation prayer, we'd also love to be able to share more about the decision that you've just made. Please visit us at favor.church next to learn more. If you want to share this podcast with a friend, simply tap on the share button and send it through. We love you. We're praying for you. Till next time.